0: All right, folks, Locked On Padres, Locked On Pirates finally joining together. The crossover everyone's been asking for Uh, by everyone, I mean maybe just a few people, considering that the Padres, they just traded for Joe Busgrove, who was on the Pirates, and now he's on the Padres. Really exciting stuff for for kind of uh, insider baseball fans and whatnot, and I'm happy to be joined by Ethan Smith of Locked On Pirates. Sir, how are you doing?
1: I'm Doing all right. I mean, you said that you wanted a sprinkle of sadness on your uh, <laughs> on your podcast. So, I mean, what better than the 19 win, 41 loss Pittsburgh Pirates trading away three mm-hmm. of their best, well, two of their best players so far. But I'm expecting three three or four because I'm expecting one or two more trades before the end of the off season. But, you know, glad that we can help the Padres out because I guess that's going to be like my de facto Route 4 team this year.
0: Yeah, man, look, you always got to have some sad boy on, on a podcast. You always got to have that. I haven't had it in a while. I guess the last time was, and I'm not just talking about my team, but I mean, yeah, just to my team has not led to any sadness at all. But more so, I think the last time, yeah, it was Bryce Paterik of Lockdown Rangers was the last sad boy I think I had on the pod. Um, Gabrielle Starr for sad girl, I guess a little bit. But that team's won, like, plenty of World Series this decade, so I don't count that. The Rangers and Pirates absolutely do fit.
1: Gabrielle has been – she's been spoiled with what the Red Sox (laughs) knew her. She can deal with a couple of losing seasons. I'm 22 years old and have seen the Pirates have three winning seasons in the 22 years that I've been alive.
0: Yeah, you're kind of relying on the studios to carry you through. And that's a that's a trigger. That's not got more
1: sadness. <laughs> even, even the last five or six years, it's actually been the Pittsburgh Penguins that have been carrying Pittsburgh. That's true. That is true, actually. that is true, And right. now even then, they're looking kind of like they're about to start taking a deep dive.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's I guess let's just get into it, because I talked about it by podcast, how I felt about the trade, but kind of break it down. What does it feel like from a Pirates perspective, aside from the fact that they're obviously rebuilding the Tankathon is on some would say uh what has it kind of been like for the Pirates perspective what's the Pirates fan base feeling like right now just take it take us through it all
1: so pretty much what I've seen with the Pirates fan base is like with Musgrove being gone now it's kind of thrust Jameis and Tyone and I talked about this yesterday on my uh on my episode that I had yesterday it's kind of thrust Jameis and Tyone who's another trade possibility in the grand scheme of things. But it's kind of thrust him into this role now where he's the main guy on the roster that has experience as a starting pitcher. And then you have Mitch Keller, Stephen Brault, Chad Cool, and David Bednar, maybe. Like, maybe he starts <laughs> as the fifth guy. Like, you you really don't know after the first three guys and maybe four with Chad Cool and Stephen Brault, who the hell is going to be pitching on the mound for the Pittsburgh Pirates at some point especially if they trade Jamison and Talion, then you really don't know. But the thing is with the Musgrove trade is, as you kind of saw with me and a lot of people, is Joe Musgrove is just a great guy. Like He's just a really good dude. He always goes out there and gives his best. And I think that his role on your Padres fits perfectly because he's not the number one or number two pitcher that we were asking him to be. He's more of a three or four who complements a good duo of aces in your case blake snell and you darvish so i think this trade was great for both sides especially what what with what we got back in hudson head david bedner andy rodriguez from the new york mets and then the other two assets that we got so i think it was great i'm i'm okay with it
0: <laughs> you're okay with it even though yeah. the team is not in an okay spot you're okay with it yeah i mean. From my perspective, I take it as this kind of buy low, potentially. Maybe some of his underlying stats are cool. Although, granted, it was a little bit of a small sample size. What Grove seems to have been a lot better with the strikeout stuff? Fastball velocity isn't as high as want it wants to be. But I like his diversity of pitches, which is really nice. Um, but in general, just maybe a moderately high ceiling, uh, considering what the Pi- the Padres gave up. Um, it's, it's really interesting uh, seeing where baseball is right now, especially with your team. And kind of seeing because it's been it's been the ultimate offseason of just the rich get richer, the poor get poor. It seems like where a lot of the team, yep. not even I don't even think that's a great way to describe it. It's more that it's been very much like which teams are just giving up completely. There hasn't been teams who I guess you could say the Blue Jays teams that are like fringe playoff contenders that are kind of like going to take a shot and like go for it a little bit yeah. and try and improve the team most teams it's been Padres already good Dodgers already good or I assume the Dodgers will make a move at some point uh you know Dodgers already good Yankees already good uh they bring back DJ LeMahieu and what have you and they signed Corey Kluber so that's been kind of interesting but in general how have you been able to kind of uh I don't know keep up with the offseason like how have you been able to I don't know keep yourself entertained because I know it must be hard given for for your podcast uh since there's not always too much to talk about
1: um, I mean, I find my things to talk about in the um, grand scheme of things, but like when you really look at it, and Gary Morgan, who's one of the guys that comes on my podcast all the time from uh, Bucks in the Basement, we actually talked about this. And yes, you can look at the Pirates roster right now, and you can say everything you want about it—that it's not going to like do anything. It's not like because it, it's not. It's it's just not going to. But when you look at what has happened in this off season. I think the crown jewel and the two things that Pittsburgh Pirates fans can say are wins in this offseason is Ben Charrington fully embracing the rebuild and the fact that the NL Central just got way worse. Like, Mm. way worse. Like, you Darvish is gone. Chris Bryant is likely on his way out at some point. The Reds' experiment of signing all those guys in the 2018 2019 offseason didn't work. The Milwaukee Brewers, even right now, have Christian Yelich, but they don't have a supporting cast around him. He's like, it's almost like the Brewers are becoming a poor man's angels in the NL. They have one good player, and then everything else is just kind of faltering down. So, as a Pirates fan, you have to look at it and yeah, I'll take 2021 as a crappy year. But then if the team improves and everybody else in the division gets worse, who's to say the Pittsburgh Pirates don't win the NL Central in 2022 when Quinn Priester, Nick Gonzalez, Travis Swaggerty, um Jared Oliva's up there again. Like who else? I mean, Brennan Malone, Carmen Majinski, Tanaj Thomas, even like all these guys that could be coming up after next year or, or after this year. You look at the division. We might have the most stable farm system in the division too. Mm-hmm. So, as a Pirates fan, I like one thing I try to tell my people on my podcast a lot is: don't just look at, oh, here's this guy getting traded for prospects. Like, actually take a look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a patience thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I guess that I, from my perspective, the the thing I'd say about the the pirates is it does feel like all right so the cardinals are probably the favorite to win the division next year but then the cubs are going through a rebuild too i feel like the brewers are about to hit the reset button like officially officially start selling more maybe i don't totally know because Yelich just kind of had a little bit of an off season so he's a little bit of a question mark that seems kind of weird the reds there was like trade rumors falsely reported that uh what's uh uh, Luis Castillo got traded yeah. uh, shout out to all the people that reporting that that turned out not to be true but if the reports maybe it's possible that they might be looking to sell a bunch of people too maybe they want to get rid of that Mustakas contract or whatever so it's not like you're in the worst worst position of all time I think the worst position of any team in the league is probably like I don't even know like Colorado like there, there are some hopeless teams out there that Texas yeah. like there are some teams out there that it feels like there isn't as much a strategy and they don't really know what they're doing at least the Pirates it's like all right While this is admittedly not that fun in baseball uh, to take, it is so boring in baseball. You have to wait years for the team to get better or show any interest. This isn't like football or basketball. Uh, At least it feels like there's a plan there. Um, And that's basically – that's kind of it on that. Now, Ethan, you mentioned to me before we started recording that you might want to talk about some other things because – and I get it. I understand because like we just alluded to before, not always super easy to talk about pirates stuff considering that there's not too much always going on with now going before, on
1: with the team. Do you want me to go ahead and give you in your view and your listeners, do you guys want me to go ahead and say something that I found out the other day that I think is the most hilarious thing in the world? And this is going to sound bad for you Padres fans, by the way. Oh, 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 okay. So we sure, all remember go for it. So we, I like we all remember GM Neil Huntington, right? The the wonderful Neil Huntington from the Pittsburgh Pirates. -hmm. So if you remember, um, I'm going to go ahead and pull it up here. Um, He was a actually pretty instrumental guy in getting the team to win those 2013 through 2015 years and all that. I'll I'll give him his credit on that. But um, so if we all remember how the Pirates got Joe Musgrove in the first place, it was because we traded Garrett Cole to the Houston Astros. But we take a look at that trade again and it was Joe Musgrove, Colin Moran, Michael Feliz, and outfield prospect Jason Martin. Jason Martin has done absolutely nothing. Michael Feliz is pretty much a fringe relief pitcher who has a terrible ERA. Colin Moran is now our everyday first baseman, and Joe Musgrove is no longer on the team. But is it not interesting that GM Ben Sherrington, former Red Sox World Series winner, gets more back in a trade for Joe Musgrove than Neil Huntington did in a trade for Garrett Cole, who is now getting $300 million in New York. <laughs> I've, you know,
0: I always forget Garrett Cole, not always forget, but I kind of forget that that trade happened. They gave up Garrett Cole, and then he immediately just became a god-tier like, pitcher in the better. league.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I still, still have a was... Garrett Cole Pirates bobblehead literally sitting like five feet away from me right now.
0: That's sad. But yeah, it was I remember like he was he was good on the Pirates. Don't get me wrong. I I even remember drafting him in fantasy baseball a couple times like he was a solid pitcher, but then he just became invincible when he got to Houston. So that's that. What does that feel like? Anyway, just not to go too much on on a tangent, but what does it feel like when it's because I think another comp for this would be like Daniel Murphy with the Mets. Uh, It didn't last as long. But immediately after he left the Mets and I think he goes to Washington, he was like a a fringe MVP candidate that first year. Like, what does it always feel like uh, when you see players like that do so much better?
1: Okay, so, I mean, with Garrett Cole, it was fine at first until the Astros started cheating. And then (laughs) he ended up going to the Yankees, which I was just like, okay, so now you've went to a team that is going to notoriously go down as cheaters and one of my most hated teams in baseball in the New York Yankees. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy for him, though, just because I'm like, hey, look, like he was never going to be doing that in Pittsburgh, I don't think. And it was Mm -hmm. just one of those trades that had to happen. Mm -hmm. I will still say the most pain I've still ever felt as a Pittsburgh fan does not involve Garrett Cole. It obviously involves Andrew McCutcheon heading to the San Francisco Giants. Mm -hmm. That was probably when I knew that the Pittsburgh Pirates were on a very dark path again. (laughs) <laughs> because I mean, you looked at McCutcheon and I also have a theory about his uh, about his hair that whenever he cut his hair, he got worse. But I don't. Really oh
0: yeah, it's that. a good point. I'm I mean, actually it, thinking it, I, about that now. Interesting. Okay,
1: I mean, because like you look at him, he had the hair when he won the MVP in 2013, and then after that, he cut it off for a good cause. No, don't get me wrong here. He mm-hmm. donated it. Like he don't. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but like. <laughs> Ever since he cut his hair, he just got worse. But it just sucked because for me, like I said, I had those three years where the Pittsburgh Pirate, uh, Pittsburgh was really good, and he was a part of all three of those. And then seeing him leave, I'm just like, okay, so the one sliver of success that I had for three years, which included one wild card win. <laughs> And losing to the Cardinals when we had a man on third and two outs against the Cardinals down by a run in game four. To, now I'm going on my like now see look, now you're now you're getting sad boy because Yeah, I'm, going, I'm getting uh, sad
0: boy. Yeah, yeah. This I'm, is what I'm now people dealing
1: want. with I even like jokingly put um bernie sanders in like a crowd of people during the 2014 wild card game whenever we played the san francisco giants and said this is what we looked like when we were watching massive <laughs> on the field i mean because like you really look at those three years that was like the most unlucky span of three years for a winning team yeah. in like arguably the history of baseball in the last like 30 or 40 years
0: seriously that's a great point yeah the the pirates like those teams were really, really good. And I think some people forget how good those teams were. The Blue Jays are a little bit up there too. Just yeah. a tiny bit. Granted, their their pitching side of things wasn't as solid. Not that the Pirates had, you know, an a, a Omega tier ace or anything like that. But they did have better pitching, I think. And I mean, I remember Francisco Liriano was my boy for just a hot, hot, oh, a, a hot second. Um, and they did have some stuff, but then it was the... The Blue Jays were like all offense, and even they got a little bit unlucky. They're losing to this winky dink Royals team that nobody even liked anymore, as yeah. as uh, some people have said. But yeah, um, dude, I don't mean to be super sad on it. What is there anything you want to talk about to bring things up? I guess I don't want. I want the sad boy, but I don't want too much of the sad boy. You get what I'm saying?
1: Uh, I mean, like, I well, obviously, we know on. Uh, on locked on betonline.ag is a big thing and you know that i make my like freaking godly long parlays and actually have hit two of them (laughs) now but um i was looking at the mlb futures uh i believe yesterday and i Mm. saw that um the cincinnati reds were actually favored to win the nl central so like i'm clicking over to these just because I, i just wanted to like see what somebody else thought about these Because Mm -hmm. the odds to win the AL Central right now, Chicago has the best odds to win the AL Central. The Yankees have the best odds to win the AL East. The Athletics actually have the best odds to win the AL West. Mm -hmm. The Cincinnati Reds have the best odds to win the NL Central. The Braves have the best odds to win the uh, NL East. And arguably my favorite bet, and this is going to get you kind of wild, Is the Dodgers are the favorite to win the NLs, but the Padres are plus one
0: hundred and fifty. Yeah, kind of nuts. Yeah, it's look, man. I I would I'm gonna just let loose right now. It's just I get it. I get baseball fans and all that. They like to be funny and stuff, but. All these jokes, being like all oh, the the are making all these moves just to lose to the Dodgers. It's like, hey, uh, I'm sorry. Have you not been paying attention to the last like seven years of baseball? The Dodgers only just finally won. Let's stop acting like yeah. they've been guarantees all these times. They've you could. Mm, I don't think this is their. No, this is probably their most talented team. But they've had plenty of heartbreaks before this. They lost to the Washington Nationals and Howie Kendrick not too long ago. So I don't know why everybody's pinning it in. Like, there's no like the the Pieders are right there, man. But you just can't beat the who says who. What are you talking about? As long as you make it playoffs, like, I'm not, at this point, I'm not terrified of the Dodgers. You know why I was terrified about the Dodgers this year? Because we didn't have our two ace pitchers. That's why. Everyone acts like, no, we didn't get swept. We didn't have our two ace pitchers. We're having, like, Pierce Johnson and all these guys have to come in and fill in innings. We had bullpen games for, like, the entire playoffs. And Chris Paddock wasn't any good. So I don't understand this kind of, like, way too robotic assumption that the Padres can't beat the Dodgers. I just think that that's ridiculous. The Padres are probably projected, not even probably, they are projected to be the second best team in baseball. So why can't they? You know what I mean? The Nationals won when they were not at their best talent. Like, I don't understand why people are, they're acting like the Dodgers have really achieved more than they have in terms of just winning World Series. They've, they've been great. I don't want to start being the Padres dude who hates the Dodgers. It's a little bit boring. But uh, it's, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, that's that's all not to get on my soapbox or anything too much but i'm just a little bit tired of people being like oh yeah have fun losing to the dodgers next year okay cool go ask the cardinals go ask the nationals go ask Every other team that's been able to upset them the past six years they then get back.
1: Badly, even the Astros.
0: Yeah. And then the Astros, like just enough, enough. I've, I've had enough of the whole assumption that the Dodgers are going to beat them no matter what.
1: I mean, in the, and then you look at it in the AL. I mean, look at how people have tr- uh, treated the Yankees for the last mm-hmm. seven years. Like, yeah. I mean, every year, oh, it's Yankees, Dodgers, pin it in right now. Like, write yeah. it in right now. And then Tampa Bay comes out of nowhere with Charlie Morton and Blake Snow and Randy Arena and says, what? What would you just say? <laughs> like, What would I mean, you just like, say to me? And then, like, even last year with Washington, like, nobody expected the Nationals to be in the World Series last year. But that's why, like, I always talk about the betting lines on things. Like, right now, I'm sure you would agree with this right now but baseball is completely different when mm-hmm. it starts the top five odds to win the 2020 world series in order are the Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Yankees, San Diego Padres, the New York Mets and the Atlanta Braves.
0: It's fair. It's fair. I actually think I, I wouldn't sleep too much on the Braves. I think that the, the who that's, it. I think the Yankees odds do make sense just because I don't see too much. I don't see a team that's necessarily on their level that could really, I mean, because the Rays got worse. That's that's the thing yeah. with the, the Yankees' odds, where it's like the Yankee, the Rays got worse. Minnesota, just, I mean, that team is sad boy. I got to have Dash Walker out at some point. That team has some sad boy hours to it, too. And then you look at the West, or the AL West, I mean, and then you'd say, uh, maybe the Ashes, stuff like that. So I do understand the Yankees' um, odds to an extent, although I do think that the Padres are better. But, yeah, it's just the Dodgers thing. It's, all right, man, like, okay, they'll... Keep pitting teams in. Keep using your mathematics and your people in Princeton shirts to determine who's going to win the world with the World Series. It's not like they've been wrong with that of the past ten years, but okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, realistically, and then I mean, if you really want to get sad, boy, if you can correctly guess the betonline.ag world odds oh, to no. win the World Series for the Pittsburgh Pirates, oh, no.
0: plus forty
1: five hundred. <laughs> uh, so if I bet one dollar on the pittsburgh pirates yeah. to win the world series i would win two hundred dollars <laughs> meaning so meaning we are at we are at plus we are literally oh, at plus plus twenty thousand odds to win the world series
0: that's 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 tough that's tough man um but not to to harp on this too long i feel like we've done it enough let's end on a good note you mentioned before, uh, to me, before we started recording a bit, uh, how you're a big Marvel boy. Not just a sad boy, but a big Marvel boy. Big thing that's been going on in pop culture land these days is the premiere of the Disney Plus show, WandaVision. Just give us your quick takes, because I've been watching it too.
1: Okay, so I haven't watched episode three yet. And for my oh, okay. viewer, for my listeners, this will be coming out today. So, Well, like mm-hmm. on Friday. So first two, like I said, and you've seen me talk about it a little I already know who the main villain is. I don't know if anybody listening does, but if you don't, I'm not going to say it. But if you want to find out, go read the comics. You will figure it out very quickly. There is one character in this show that is very interesting to me that I don't think everybody's taking it seriously enough. And that's Agnes. I deciphered this from a video that I watched, but also I deciphered it before the video that I watched that if you take apart her name and I hope you're catching my drift here. Mm -hmm. If you take apart her name and if you're a Marvel like savant, like I am, Agnes can be deciphered from Agatha Harkness. If that Mm -hmm. name sounds like it's, Does that name sound familiar? Somewhat familiar, just a little bit. So she is the one of the witches that looks up to the guy that I won't mention because like I don't want to ruin it again. But like Mm -hmm. she looks up to him and Mm -hmm. I like to watch new rock stars. I don't know if you've ever have you watched new rock stars with all their episode breakdowns and all that. I think so yeah uh so they did one late or if you watch the second oh, No, no. Episode,
0: I, I know of them i haven't watched it though
1: yeah uh so if you watch the second episode you remember when they have dotty and like all of them at that little country club and they're doing the thing right mm-hmm. there's one line or one set of lines it's very weird that will like sway you in the right direction once you kind of figure out what i who i'm like referencing is she's like, the devil's in the details, Bev. And then Agnes mm-hmm. like peeks over and says, That's not the only place he is at or he's at, or whatever she says. The show is so good because I'm so excited for the expanded multiverse. Mm-hmm. Especially the new Spider-Man movie when we get Garfield and all the Spider-Mans in one movie.
0: Unconfirmed, but kind
1: of confirmed, but it's kind of confirmed, yeah. Not- I mean, we've also we also might get Matthew Murdoch in that too, so Mm. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, it's cool. I mean, just my quick perspective on it. uh, People listen to my podcast. No, I am absolutely not averse to talking about the nerd culture things that are going on that I'm obsessed with. Um, I'm definitely a Marvel kid. I my thing has been like I'm ever since Endgame happened. I've kind of been good. I've just been like this thing could be on pause for like three years now it won't because that's how the world works and that's how money works but I've really been I've been impressed so far I think it's a cool show I like that I genuinely get a little giggles every now and then it very much feels like a sitcom I enjoy that Uh, I think it's really clever that they're thankfully not just because i think it would have been a mistake to come back with something like falcon and the winter soldier which well i'm sure will be good and well made uh it's not necessarily something that's like going to be drastically different from any yeah. of the comic book affair we've gotten so far so to start it off with this weird thing that essentially especially if you haven't read the comics if you're just watching it in a vacuum you're just watching the show even if you know who vision scar which are you basically don't know anything yet after the first two episodes which i think is cool i think it's cool that they're getting weird and getting experimental i think that's really exciting um and then when it comes to the Spider-Man stuff, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on everything Spider-Man. That's, that's my boy. That'll, that'll always be my boy. Uh, I'm really excited to see how that all pans out. I don't know how many episodes they said are going to be in WandaVision exactly, but they've got three. I do recommend it to people, though. It's a, it's a good show so far, and it's very intriguing, especially if you're a Marvel Uh, Kind of fanatic like us too. And also, Ethan is also starting his One Piece journey, which I've talked about slightly on my podcast, a lot more on Twitter. I make a meme about it every other day. Ethan's like 113 episodes in. And let me tell you, he's just scratching the surface, my friends. I can't wait for you to get farther.
1: uh, So I think right now I just changed to intro three yesterday.
0: Yeah, I know which one. I know what you're talking about.
1: I can't remember the name of it exactly. I don't have uh, my friend Bobby around here right now, but he's the one who knows. (laughs) like he's he's caught up all the way like he's like yeah. where you need to be and um mm-hmm. but as you as you know Carew is my favorite character after what he told in <laughs> the after the rebel army is racing towards Vivi and he says you know what i'm gonna shield her anyways and then also yeah, let's let's be honest here i don't think there will ever be a group that has a cooler name than the supersonic duck squadron i I know right (laughs) i don't think there will ever be a group in the history of tv movie shows it doesn't matter the supersonic duck squadron is probably the best thing ever and i was just like go ahead and whenever mr two is chasing after them and you just see two ducks literally just just like literally just bow like smack like kick him right in the mouth because he's trying to like hurt karu i was like this is ridiculous
0: oh god i love him so much i like the super su- it's a fun arc um it's still so funny though because i'm i'm i haven't caught up with where the current manga is where the current anime is i'm at episode 629 i started back in june so i've been binging don't get me wrong but i actually have taken like a pretty big break lately i haven't um I haven't watched um, the... I'm on Dress Rosa right now, basically, which yeah, is the I've arc that it. I'm on, yeah. which is the longest arc in the series. So that's why I took a break, because I'm like, I know this is going to be big. And the dub just started getting released again, so I'm like, oh, cool, maybe some more dub episodes will come out before I have to switch over to Japanese. Um, I which, actually, which is really exciting and all that. But...
1: <laughs> like, I started with the sub, and like I just like watching the sub, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I've it's, never it's,
0: been it's really it's a guy. Yeah, it's two each their own. Uh, And then... In the meantime, basically, I'm just I'm probably gonna get back after I finish watching Cobra Kai, which is a rad show. Yep. Oh my god! I mean, Cobra Kai is so dumb but so good. I love it so much. And then I'm probably gonna finish, not finish. I'm gonna start Ted Lasso because everyone's been telling me to do that. And then I'm gonna get back into my One Piece binge and then see what happens. But yeah, Ethan, any final kind of thoughts? I'm so excited for you to keep going through One Piece. It'll keep you and your sad boyness, uh, hopefully, happy. And trust me. I would say I, I don't know if your friends told you. When you get around to like two twenty-five, that's when the show really starts to tell you what it's really about. It, that's oh, when yeah. it's like, oh, this is what it's really about. This is when, that's when it really starts to unwrap and stuff. Uh, well, I kind of know. Seven arc, so.
1: Yeah, well, I kind of know already that he's gonna just basically start knocking off warlords. Like I, I know that's <laughs> yeah. A thing. Um, yeah,
0: it's gonna be something, man. But I'm excited yeah. for you to to learn more.
1: What is it? 2021. So it's January 22nd, 2021. Two years from now, I will say this, this is in full confidence. Two years from now on January 22nd, 2023, I will be talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates winning not only the NL Central, but an NL pennant in January of 2023. Because in my opinion, by then you're going to have, You already know who I'm going to say to. We have the number one pick this year. Get the guy with the best name, the best talent, and the best generational talent in the draft, Charrington. Get Kumar Rocker from freaking Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. He's going to be our ace in two years. You're
0: Mm -hmm. going to have him. Mm -hmm.
1: You're going to have Quentin Priester, uh, Brennan Malone, Carmen Majinski, Mitch Keller, maybe even Jamison Talion. You're going to have Nick Gonzalez, O'Neal Cruz, Colin Moran, MVP Key Brian Hayes by 2024. I'm calling it. He's winning Rookie of the Year in 2021, MVP in 2024. Brian Reynolds is going to get back to his 300 hitting ways. Travis Swaggerty is going to be good. Shalen Polanco, whenever he's 19 years old, is going to be the next Juan Soto. I'm going, I'm going full like hot take. We're going to like full hot take pirates over here. We're just going to go full mm-hmm. hot take. It's going to be a pirates Padres <laughs> N- NLCS in 2023. When Blake Snell and Yu Darvish and Joe Musgrove gets re-signed and faces his former team in the NLCS. David Bednar like, is our fifth pitcher for some reason, still in 2023 <laughs> and faces the Padres uh-huh. in Pittsburgh, his hometown Pittsburgh pirates. Also, since I'm going kind of on a uh, tangent, by the way, if we were going to end on something, rest in peace to Hank Aaron. I do mm-hmm. live in Georgia, so being around Braves fans for my entire life, pretty much Hank Aaron is like one of the like greatest players of all time and idolized down here and idolized all throughout baseball. He sadly did pass away a little bit before we started this, so I did want to say that too. I know I just kind of yeah. deviated from hot take Ethan to that, but... <laughs> yeah.
0: quite the transition man i mean look i'm all for the takes but firstly uh yes i echo that same sense a bit hey karen an absolute legend uh you know r.i.p 86 years old i believe is what i saw um hey um that's you know this is cycle of life sometimes i guess you could say but uh definitely a legend for the sport um and i imagine we're gonna get great tributes great pieces especially for all my people that enjoy reading stuff and and watching and absorbing all sorts of uh, baseball content, I imagine we're about to get a lot of that. It reminds me that Hank Aaron is. There's a reason everyone's heard of him. You know, he's an absolute legend uh, in the sport and off the sport, uh, off the field, I guess you could say. And uh, with your thing, I mean, yeah, it's like you just went into a hot take mode, and you were like, you know what? I want to say something that'll be good for a sound bite for social media. <laughs> I want to do yeah. this stuff. And hey, I mean, sure, uh, not to be mean, but I feel like you have about the same odds as One Piece ending in 2023 as the pirates being that good. So we'll see about how that all t- uh, turns out, I guess, Ethan, but still it's been a blast having you on, man.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Just all I'm going to say is the Miami Marlins made the playoffs in 2020. Anything can happen.
0: Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, hopefully the sad boyness doesn't stay out for too long. Ethan Smith, lockdown pirates, everybody check him out.